What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast Clubhouse Edition. Um, I'm going to try to do this every week. I change the time to 8 a.m. Pacific, and we're going to chat about what I talked about on the podcast typically. Um, so this week I talked about basically PDR versus a body shop. Um, I don't know if anybody listened to it or not. You don't need to listen to it, obviously, to be a part of the conversation, but uh, that's my thoughts. So I had over the last couple of weeks, I've been rolling around in my head. I'm just like, man, the biggest problem in our, that our industry faces is people don't know we exist still to this day, every day, you know, 80% of my clients are first time PDR clients. I still go to body shops on a daily basis and fix door dings that should be, they should be calling us, not them. Um, and I'm just like, man, maybe we're, and then I'm talking to this marketing guy and he's like, uh, you know, PDR or paintless dent repair is like just a bad brand. Like the name itself is just, is just not that great because it's, it's a long, it's a very slight deviation from what dent repair is. And he's just like, it needs to be changed. And I'm like, man, we just, I think instead of just focusing so much on paintless dent repair, I think we just need to battle on the grounds of dent repair. Like we are dent repair. Um, I know a lot of people don't like saying that because that encompasses everything, like it encompasses big dents, you know, all, all kinds of things that body shops fix. But I'm like, maybe we just need to battle on that field and say, we're dent repair, come to us first. If we can't do it, then we'll send you on to the appropriate places. What do you think? I'm inviting everybody up to speak, so feel free to chime in on my thoughts. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Muted, Graham. Well, I think I think you're right. <laughs> um, I I've always thought that that PDR is kind of a bad brand name. Um, when we went to rename our business, we really were trying to find something that was a little more encompassing and it was hard it was just kind of hard to figure out what to do there and it still confuses people right so i guess the question is um are do you compete do you com do we compete with body shops or do we work for body shops you know i think that's that ranges quite a bit based on your area and your market. Um, here, I don't think we really compete with body shops. A lot of times our body shops will either call us in or even just refer people. If it's a door ding, they're like, yeah, just call call Ron and Amanda. They'll, they'll take care of you. They don't try to get a percentage on a door ding. Um, but... I don't think in our market we really compete, but in a market more like yours, I think maybe you probably do. Yeah. I do you think it has to do with, with hail damage or not? Do you think that, that makes a difference if you're in a hail prone area? And anybody feel free to feel free to chime in. 
Um, I feel that in hail, that is different. We do compete with the body shops on hail. Um, but do you, do, but I, let me, can I ask a question though? Can I ask, do you though? Yeah. Do you though? Cause I feel like from my perspective on hail, um, we, we work for body shops, but I, again, I don't run hailstorms, so, or am not involved in that world, but I don't see it as a big competition. I see it as a, you know, we are there in subcontractors. I think that we, we do compete with some body shops at, at the same time as we work with body shops. Um, our situation is unique in that we have a shop, um, I wouldn't say it's a, a retail shop because it's at our property and we're in a rural location. Um, so we're not like on a great street corner where people can see us. But more and more people see they're not driving by and seeing you. They are driving by on the Internet and seeing you. So we do kind of compete with the body shops, although depending on the size of the storm, you know, I might just say, I have said, hey, I'm going to be at this body shop estimating. Let's just go through the body shop. And so in that respect, no, I'm not competing with the body shop. And some people will say, no, I'd rather just go straight through you. And I think that's the customer's choice. So in Hail, I do think it is a little different. Mm-hmm. Hey, Graham, I know you came up here and you said you wanted to chime in. Um, you messaged me earlier. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this? And to, to, I don't know if you heard the beginning, but I'm just wondering as a brand, like as an industry and as a brand, um, we're trying really hard to show people the difference between paintless dent repair and just dent repair or conventional dent repair. And quite frankly, people will never know the difference. There's dent guys out there that still don't know the difference. There's customers I've had for five years that still don't really know the difference. And my proposal is we don't we don't mess around with that game. We just say we're dent repair. We are dent repair. You come to us first, and if we can't fix it, then we'll subcontract out to other places. What do you think? I think that's what it is. I mean, like I was saying to you before, the majority of people don't really care whether it's titled paintless dent removal or dent removal. They just want to see the dent gone. Um, well, that's what I found, I say not been doing it too long, but from the body shop background, cars just turn up into body shops. If they've got a dent on it, they want it to see it coming out with a dent. They don't really care whether it's been filled or taken out of PDR. I think it's our job to just put it out there more that, look, we can save you taking it to a body shop, we can save you time, we can save you pain. You know, take a look at it, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Save time and money. That's where people make buying decisions. And I mean, I have those customers that really care about the the finish of their vehicle and the, the paint not being disrupted, but it's, I mean, the majority of people just really don't give a shit unless anyone no, wants to challenge us on that. No, there's too few and far in between. I mean, you do get the ones you do look after the car, you care after the cars, but it, right. you find it more, they just want the dent fixing. Especially if it's something like a lease car going back. They just want to see the car gone. They don't really care about what goes into it and what, what they're saving. Yeah, I agree with that. Does anybody anybody have an opinion on that that want to want to challenge it? I mean, do is there – I know that the, the Puritans of PDR and the – I mean, I get it. And it's true that PDR is a, is a significantly superior repair in many, many ways. Um, but I think the marketing and branding of the industry as a whole – 
uh, fails to convey that because it's really difficult to convey to a customer when I think as a whole, our industry should just be saying, we are dent repair, come to us first, we'll save you time and money over these other guys. What do you think? I I have an opinion on that. I think part of the problem is that we are cheaper. I mean, it works for us and against us. So, okay, you're cheaper, you can get it done faster. That doesn't lend us the legitimacy that people have the sense of with a body shop. Um, you know, having come from a body body shop background as well, um, I sold probably more paintless dent repair in the body shop than, you know, had to do more of the selling of it in the body shop than I do, you know, just being paintless dent repair now. So I think there is that, that hard spot for us where we want to get in with insurance. So we need to be cheaper than a body shop, but if we're too cheap, they don't think it's legitimate. I mean, I think we'll always be a little bit less expensive than a body shop. I know that, I mean, just because of the sheer fact of how, how quick and easy our stuff is. I mean, Profit-wise, we actually have a much higher profit margin than a body shop, but our prices are actually lower, which is a fantastic spot to be in. I'm wondering, do you think that legitimacy comes as much from just having a physical location than anything else? Um, I'm not sure it really does. Hmm. I think one thing, you know, when you said that, you, I, I was thinking well, overhead is is one of the things that a body shop has that not all paintless dent repair technicians have. Very, 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 very few. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are the storefront people, but it's not just the rent. It's not just the storefront. It's, and this is maybe something we could work on when selling to insurance companies, you know, selling our trade to insurance companies is our hourly rate you know, if you look at it more like an hourly rate, because that's how they're used to looking at it. You know, they're paying 56 bucks an hour mm-hmm. to the body shop tech. Well, then they're also paying, you know, whatever the paint rate is in the area, which can vary, you know, same as the tech rate, can vary widely from region to region. But, you know, if they're paying 42 bucks an hour for paint and they're paying for the paint and materials... You know, it's something where we need to maybe do a better job of explaining to them, you know, take out the paint and materials, and this is what you're paying a body shop to do the repair. So you're just paying us to do that repair without having to do the paint. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, that's true for sure. Uh, As far as like marketing and like marketing to a customer, though, um, you know, a lot of our stuff has been safe factory finish, uh, you know, a lot of good quality things for your vehicle. And I think we might end up changing that around a, a little or a lot to just go directly after we're faster or we're, we're faster and we can save you money compared to a body shop. Like, like basically directly competing against them using their numbers because I use their numbers against them every single day on the phone. You know, one of my biggest sales tactics for me is that I always bring up a higher number first. It's the price anchoring thing. That's that just works for me. 
And I'll ask them if they went to a body shop. If they say yes, then I'll ask them what the quote was. If they say no, then I say basically something like, oh, that's a good thing because, you know, typically a job like this is going to cost somewhere between like fifteen and eighteen hundred dollars, fifteen and eighteen hundred bucks at a body shop. Um, and then we'll go into into our price, which is always a lot less than whatever a body shop says. So I do that on the phone. I do it to get work, but I don't advertise it. And I'm just starting to wonder if maybe I just need, because it works so well in the sales for me, if I just need to go, you know, directly against them. I think that there is some gray area in there with the difficulty of getting people to understand the different aspects of the repair um, I agree with you, I and that's you saw, that's why I'm saying I'm faster and cheaper. Pick me. Yeah. I don't I don't want to talk about yeah. the nuances. I that, I think the nuances are screwing us up. I just want to be like I'm faster and I'm cheaper, and heck, I'll even come to you. <laughs> right. It. But then there's always that caveat of if I can do that kind of repair, you know, if it's a candidate for P, PDR, and it's that if that is really ambiguous to the customer. Um where it would be nice to figure out a way to make it less ambiguous. Yes, this is a candidate. No, this is not without 20 questions to the customer that the customer gives up and says, I don't know. I, I'm just going to a body shop. Yeah. You and know? they can fix anything. Yeah. I, I totally get that. And I want to be the place where I can fix anything. Cause Almost every body shop that I've seen online, Caliber, Gerber's, Abra's, all the local stuff, you go on their website, they'll say they do PDR, painless dent repair, which is all bullshit because I know that none of them have a person. They just call us. So why don't I say I'll fix everything? I'll fix, bring it to me. I'm fat. I'm always faster and cheaper if I can do it. If not, I'll, I'll send it out to someone else and I'll, I'll subcontract it. I think there is also an attitude that I have seen amongst PDR techs and we joke, but there is some truth to it too. You know, you get the smash job and then we're like, God, you moron. Why can't, why did you even think I could fix that? You know? So we have to watch that. I think that we don't come across to the customer as why are you such a moron? Why did you bring me that? (laughs) Even though that's really kind of what we're thinking. I, I, I agree. And I, and I kind of want to add that into our services. Like I don't say directly compete with the body shop. I'm saying, I'm saying use the body shop like they use us and have for so long where they basically say, we do dent repair. Come bring your car in. Smashed up frame. I'll send it to my body shop down the road. Bumper repair. I'll do it here. Paintless dent repair. I'll call the other guy. Don't you worry. We will fix it. And that's kind of what I'm thinking is just saying like, bring it to us. We actually do have a physical location. I just don't talk about it too much, but because I don't do a lot of work there, but bring it to us. Doesn't matter to what it is. If we can fix it every single time, we'll be faster and cheaper than a body shop, which, you know, maybe not every single time, but most of the time, right? 90 something percent were faster and less expensive. And if we can't fix it with that, we'll get it taken care of. And then I will go, I will have body shops and I'll I'll uh, send it to them and I'll, I'll take 20% off the top. That's directly competing. That's changing the entire relationship between us and a body shop and it'll piss people off for sure. Um, but is that the, is that what we need to do for our industry itself to be more well known for more people to actually get, not for, not for people to know what paintless dent repair is and the difference between paintless dent repair and conventional dent repair, but just having dent guys get more work by taking that avenue. 
That's my new thought for the week. <laughs> Chime in, guys. I like that because I think, I think that, you know, it might be a mistake to just refer people to a body shop and not take anything from it. You know, the body shop t- will end up taking that for granted and take it as they can't do it. So we do the big stuff. You know, we, we, body shops see us as the little stuff repair people. Right. Where we're not repair managers. Yeah. And maybe that's something we need to look at becoming. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to think of analogies and, you know, the first one I thought of was like dent, the dental field. For the longest time, I always went to the dentist and I never had any problem. Like I had cavities. They did those. They cleaned my teeth. They did all the basic stuff, just kind of like PDR. Fix the little dings, buff a scratch out, do a little touch up for the customer, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, a few years ago, I had a root canal and I needed and I needed it done. And I'm like, okay, when, when do I come in next? He's like, oh, no, you go to this other guy. He does like the root canal. This person does a crown. This person does a veneer. This person does braces. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, there's so much other stuff in this world of the teeth world. And I didn't, I didn't realize that, um, because I had never done it, but I'm like, it's interesting because in that field, we all start at the basic spot. We all start at the first, okay, well, let me see if I can go get it done the easiest and cheapest way first. And then if I can't, that guy will send me to someone else. But in the automotive world, it's completely backwards. And part of it is because we had started 70 years after, well, actually, according to Lido, he started at 72, but we started decades after uh, the body shop. So it's just flipped on. It's just flipped backwards. It just makes no sense that someone goes to a body shop before they, they check out their, their least invasive, less expensive, quicker option. And how do we fix that? Like, I, that's, that's, that's my, the burning question. And if anybody wants to chime in, Amanda, I love you. And I, I love that you keep talking and I want you to keep talking. If anybody else to chime in, unmute. Let's hear it. I think Andy should talk. Andy's currently in a body shop working. So I'm a little <laughs> louder up here. I like it. Like, yeah, body shops suck. Um, yeah, I, I stepped outside real quick. Uh, I feel like I'd really have great relationships. Only ones, only body shops I'm competing with is the ones I don't service in my mind. Like my other body shops that I do service, I feel like that's a, we're more of a team effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do they, so I'll have a question. Do they, they contract work out to you? So if you have a PDR job and you'll fix it and they'll either mark it up or, or ask you for a discount or do all those things. I know they do that. And if they do, do you do it the other way around? No, I'll just tell them what I need, and then they'll mark it up from there. So, and then if you if you send something to a body shop, do you mark up that work? I don't. I just kind of use it as a service to get more customer. If I can help a customer out free of charge or whatever, I'd, I'd rather just do that and keep that relationship with the customer and the body shops. Yeah, and I I, I agree with you. I have agreed with you because we've been doing that for literally thirty years in in our area. But I'm wondering if that keeps us from being more well-known. That's my thought. I don't know. I'm not saying this is the right answer. I'm just saying it might be. You, you got something, Graham? Possibility. 
I think, I don't know, it depends on your body shop. I think it depends on the relationship with your body shop. I mean, I, I'm predominantly retail, but the two body shops I do do, they ring me all the time to go out to a customer who's walked into there and it's just a den. They're, they're literally giving me, giving the customer my details so basically as a, as a service from the body shop. Oh, look, our den guy can go out and sort it out for you. You know, if it's, if it's not a big profitable job for them, they'll just pass it on to me, but... It works vice versa. I, I give them paintwork, so I think it's just down to relationship, really. Yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, I have those body shops too that'll just that'll just send it out to me. Typically, it's because it doesn't serve. It does. Typically, it's because they won't get the job, though. Typically, it's like cash pay customer, and and the job would be a thousand dollars, and then they're like, oh well, here's another option um, that you yeah. can do. And so again, though, it's still. The, the who wins in that relationship is the body shop because the customer is like, wow, these guys were great. They took care of me. They solved all my car problems, yeah. all that stuff. When they go back to, I mean, you'll, you'll capture some of that business for sure. If you, if you, if you do it right and turn them into your little sales force and turn them into a PDR believer, right? Cause we can do yeah. that. But if not, they're just going to go back to that body shop next time. And that's, what's been happening for forever. My body shops actually allow me to put up my banner with my logo and stuff on the front of the building, so that helps out a lot. So, but but basically, that's it's them advertising. And again, I'm not trying to trying to say that I'm that we're all doing it wrong and we need to change. But this is this is just my thought process. So I'm going to be a little contrarian. But isn't that them just saying that you work there for them? Like, hey, look, we solve all your problems. We have this guy that can solve your problem too for, through us. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, and so I'm like, that doesn't necessarily help the PDR industry. I'm like, yeah, it saves that car. And if you look at it from a car perspective, and we're our goal in in the industry is to like is to make sure the least amount of cars get painted or bondoed, then we're doing a pretty good job. But if 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 it's to make more customers know that PDR is possible or that this little option is possible, then I just I don't think we're doing a very good job of that, and that's that's where that's where I'm trying to solve that problem. Because if we can solve that problem, it change everyone's entire life. I think so I that would just question. come down oh, to ahead. marketing. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that would just come down to marketing, like getting with your marketing, just saying tip like you were talking about. Yeah. That way you cover all bases and have them come for you. And directly competing with a body shop, keywords, body shop, auto body, etc. When someone searches it, and then I can have an article saying, we are less expensive, and we are faster, and we can even come to you if it's the right job. Like, if you're going to look for a body shop, click here instead, like very, very competitive ads directly at body shops, because because it would work. I think it would, I mean, it would, someone's like, Oh, this is like an ad saying, you know, if you're going to go to a body shop, click here first. Um, you know, these types of things so that you can, but I know, I know that that would, that could be bad too in, in some ways. So I'm just like, do I do it? <laughs> yeah. It can mess your relationship up with your body shops. If you're not careful. Almost certainly would. We do have a shop in our area that does that, and they do bumper repairs too, you know, so they'll do like the quick bumper repairs. Um, and I don't think the body shops really care for them a whole lot. They'd rather go with a, a company more like ours. But I think 
one area, again, from a body shop background, yeah. one area that I think we haven't really dug into that is a possibility is go to these mom and pop, because that's who we generally go to for for to do PDR for them. Because a bigger shop like an Abra or Carstar or something like that is going to have maybe like another bigger company or have a tech there on site that can quote do PDR. (laughs) Um, But if we go to the mom and pop shops and say, Hey, when you get a whole bunch of cars and you are having to schedule people two and three weeks out, if you can get them through paint faster, we can help get the push to paint stuff done for you. Because, you know, the shop where I used to work has two techs and the painter. And so most of the holdup, especially when they have big smashes, is with those techs. So when it comes down to, you know, we've got to lift this motor up and straighten this frame rail or you need to fix this, um, you know, weld something on and, and... pull this dent they're going to be doing the big one and you know it's going to be like 3 45 4 o'clock before they get to the one where they need to pull it and if we can come in and say hey we can take care of those for you so that your techs can do these bigger jobs that make them more money and try to make it so that we're helping the shop make more money as a whole without taking a whole lot out of the tech's pocket right so And obviously, I think that that's what we've done for a long time. And I think that's how we've been doing it. And I know that what I'm saying is like, is maybe even hard to, it's like a whole paradigm shift of the way we think about it. But that is you helping the body shop be better. And you're behind the scenes still. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't do that. We directly compete against them. That's that's my, that's my thought process. I don't know if it's something that can be done or achieved, or if it would. If I did it, I'd fall flat on my face and go out of business. But I'm just trying to think outside outside of the box. Did you have something to say, John? Uh, Tell me, I'm a dumbass. Well, I kind of got, <laughs> well, got a bad connection, so I hope I'm coming through. Yep. But um, I think I think I agree with everything you're saying, but it's a very dangerous kind of proposition in my eyes because I get a lot of work from body shops. So do I. (laughs) So I find my younger, the shops I go into that are kind of managed by younger minds. I do very, very well. Mm -hmm. The old school guys still kind of, you know, squawk a little bit at PDR. They'd still rather paint everything. But like I said, the the shops I go into, I have a a franchise dealer and um, the manager's like 30 years old. And we work very, very well together. Half the time, he gets me more money on repairs than I would quote it for. And I just would hate to have to, you know, do something that would, would kind of anger somebody like that and kind of ruin that relationship. I that get that. sense? Yeah, no, totally. That's my holdup. That's my single holdup, for sure. You know, so so I kind of, like you said, we got an agreement. I kind of, I basically do what they want me to do. If they'd rather paint it, and there's a lot of times I look at it and I go, you know, I can fix that. And 99% of the time, if I can fix it, he'd rather have me fix it. But there's once in a while where, you know, ah, maybe it was a slow month. Maybe, you know, his guy's a little slower. He'll be like, nah, we'll take care of that one. And I just, I, I let him. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's not my choice. But 
Right. You know, so like <clears> I said, I don't know if I understand a hundred percent what you're saying. Right. And I so, agree with it a hundred percent. It's just so we're dangerous. We're we're an accessory to a body shop as of now. The way Amanda just put it, sure. help them get faster. The way you put it, you know, you let me know what you need me to do, etc. Why? Right. If, if in my opinion, if we keep going down that path, and I talk about the future of PDR, the majority of the future of PDR will be techs as an accessory inside of a body shop working for them as a W2 employee and not a contractor. Um, I don't see how that doesn't happen if we don't segment ourselves as a completely different industry or as a, as a a completely different option. Um, Well, the only thing I could say about that would be, I don't know how many dealers have tried to go in house and it never seems to work. And body shops, I kind of put in the same category because they're not, let's face it, they're not going to want to pay a W-2 employee what we make, right? You go in, you're there a couple hours, you can hand them a bill for $700, $800 in a couple hours. Are they going to pay a W-2 employee that much money? I No, they're not. And but how much How so, much did a painter make 30 years ago in a body shop compared to what they make now? And how, no, many, I, yeah, yeah. And how many more dent guys well, are I coming just, out of training that are decent that can't go get retail work that are going to be happy to work for $46,000 a year? I, well, what happens to me is I've had a couple dealerships that have tried to go in-house and they hire the guy. And sure. most of the time, they just don't spend the time to get the right training. Obviously, they think they're going to send a guy to a two-week course and he's going to come back and you know be at somebody's level, sure. like myself or you, or somebody's been doing it for years. And that's their first mistake. But after that, if like you know, like you said, I'm not working for 46000 a year. Yeah. So then he ends up leaving. He's going to go start his own business, and then they're right back to where they started at ground zero calling me again, right? Right, but my point so, – I, mean, I don't know. My thought is that – I my thought is that on that specific discussion and where all this came from because I went down this road too, at a certain point – because for the last 30 years, you're just like, oh, I don't want to work for that. Like we've had people leave our company. We've had all that, and I'll just, I'll just go get my own business. I'll go get my own wholesale accounts, my own retail accounts. That's getting harder and harder. Like if you come start in Sacramento, you're competing against me at Dent Pro. You're competing against Keith and Bullseye and like 10 other companies. So five years from now, are you going to be able to leave the dealership and be like, I'll just go get my own work? Like that's going to be pretty damn hard to do. Yeah, um, so so do you just stay? Because it's secure. You got benefits. You're making 46K. Your wife works. You're doing all right. Right? Or yeah, the other way. Right? Sure. I mean, so... And that's, that's the fear. Like, that's the fear is like, do we, we are an accessory to a body shop now. Do we end up actually legitimately being an accessory to a body shop? Like as employees, because someone could come into my body shop, a caliber collision or a local body shop, Kinesals that has five locations and they can hire a dent guy that would be, you know, good enough for the most part. And he can work three shops, four shops, five shops, and I'd lose them all. And they should do that. They should do that because they're paying me way too much. I mean, kind. I mean, yeah, hey, Corey, can I jump in? Yes, you may. So, um, I we started. Uh, I started a body shop, and we were we were just. We lost you for a little bit there, Brooke. We did. We did yeah, we, we did paint touch ups. Uh, you know. Uh, you know the, the chips we painted mirrors we we did wish wipers all that stuff started you know i started training dent techs and then of course you know the, the 
body shop, same way. You know, I would, we, all my guys were mobile. They all had paints in their truck. You know, it was like a Van Gogh or a, you know, color, color yeah. guard. Or, I mean, there's all kinds of them out there now. Sure. But, um, and the, you know, all the, my dealers, you know, they're writing, they're writing us eight, $10,000 checks. Mm-hmm. And so they all went house cause they, they see that money going out every week. Right. So, or a month. So then they all try to hire my guys and, and, you know, I had non-competes, but I also had the auction. So I was like, well, I had a dealer told me I'll pull my cars if you don't let me hire this guy. <laughs> so I said, that's fine, but here's the problem. He, he's going to get lazy. He's going to cherry pick. Um, he's going to say, oh, I can't fix that bumper when he can and make the body shop do it. And he just wants to, you know, grease through there. Then he fights with his girlfriend. I said, what happens if you go to the auction and buy 20 cars and, and I can have five guys there on Friday, get them all ready for the weekend. Yeah. Your one guy's fighting with the girlfriend didn't show up for work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It never works out. And then on the dent side, you know, same thing, you know, they want to hire a dent tech and you know, if it's a big, big, you know, multiple body shop or, or a big, big dealer or a multiple rooftop dealer, they can keep a guy busy. But once he's either a going to be lazy and cherry pick or B he's going to get good and he's going to travel and make three times more money. You know, there's really no in between or like you guys, you know, you have your. Sorry, you're not traveling out of town, but you're, you're traveling, you know, many miles, you know, doing deal here, deal, you know, you got your route of dealers you take care of or yeah. whatever, body shops or but so there, there's always going to be that dichotomy is the dealerships and the body shops that they're going to hire a full-time guy. He's going to be average and lazy, or he's going to be really good and he's going to leave because they're not going to pay him what he can go make on the open market. I, and that you're always going to have, they're going to go in-house and you're going to lose business for a little bit. And then the guy's going to leave or he's going to suck or he's going to quit. And then you're going to be right back in there. So you can't burn the bridges. You just have to kind of go with the flow. But there, I mean, I, I don't see a guy when you tell a guy, yeah, the, 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 and you guys are in a different world, you know, I mean, you don't have the hail and the yeah. kind of stuff that we have through the Midwest, yeah. but, but you know, you, you, you know, you got a young kid. Yeah. The, they don't think about benefits. They don't think about the insurance and all that bullshit. They're thinking I can go make 150 grand traveling and, and, and seeing the world I'm in, you know? And, yeah. And, let me, let me then, frame the you know, conversation for you a little bit. FYS is recorded. If that's cool with you, I forgot to mention that. Actually, I don't think I mentioned it to almost anybody. So Andy Graham, it's recorded. Let me know if you don't want me to put it on a podcast. Anyways, I my thought process is I need to compete more directly with body shops. So we kind of went down a little divergence when you came on and listened to that. But I want to compete more directly with body shops. Like the way my marketing is, I'm considering marketing directly against body shops. So if changing the keywords to dent repair, auto body, body shop, um, all that type of stuff. And then... When someone searches for those things, I say I'm faster and cheaper. That's it. I don't talk about the qualities of paintless dent repair. We could save your paint. No Carfax report. Yada yada. All that stuff that my custom ninety percent of customers don't give a shit about. So you're talking about just on the you're talking about on the retail side. I'm talking about the retail so you're side. Give up the wholesale side. Well, right. you're give up the wholesale side. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking in this conversation. I'm talking specifically about retail. Um. Uh, and going after retail customers, will it will it hurt me on on will body shops not like me and not call me in probably, but will I benefit more on the other side? I don't know. That's my thought process. PDR versus body shop. Do we coexist or compete directly? Do we work for them? Because I don't. I, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that they would get mad at you. Um, I mean, I'm sure there would be a little blowback. Yeah. But you know, if you're doing your own little deal and have a little shop and and are, are working retail customers. The problem with that is like, we don't do retail at our health at our health sites. Yeah. You know, there's all guys, all kinds of guys set up in parking lots, put tents up and it's great. It pays better, but you know, it, you have a, a big rush of people 
and they're super busy and then it starts to trickle and then you know they do a lot of, of, of bids and they don't you know people take their checks and don't fix their cars and 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 then that you know it, it trickles off and then so when you're doing retail when you go to a dealer you know that you're going to have four or five cars to do every time you every week you know they're going to yeah. trade for enough or do whatever you're going to have steady work when you do retail you could go three days without work and then you could have five, you know, so it's, it's that steady paycheck. You know, my guys would rather go in and work 30, have, have 300 cars lined up and work 30 straight days, you know, pound out five cars a day and then, and then be done. Then yeah. set at a retail location for two or three months and be busy. You know, they make a lot of money the first two, three, four weeks. And then it starts to trickle in, you know, a couple a day and then one a day and then one for every other day. And so it's just all how your, how your mindset do, is and how, you know, do you, do most of the hailstorms? I know you do a lot of like uh, dealership hail stuff, so keep that out of the conversation if if you can. But um, when it hails in all the areas that you cover, the majority of work that you do is you guys are coming in as an accessory to a body shop. Is that right? Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like you know, basically, we, we our first our business model is first we work for the dealer, right? We do all their wholesale cars if they have a body shop, you know. We, 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 we talk to them about the body shop concentrating on the retail cars, right? They're slow. Um, you know, they're going to ride up. I mean, we did a deal in, 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 in um, Battle Creek. You know, we had 300 dealer cars. And by the time we got done appraising them with Ally, they had 120 appointments in their body shop and had no idea how they are going to take care of them, right? Yeah. Because so so on the hail side, it's feast or famine. Like, it's they're, 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 they're slammed. And then, you know, and so – we went in the body shop. So we were in eight body shops for eight months. I had three guys in each body shop, two or three guys in each body shop. And they rotated out, you know, they'd stay for two or three weeks and they go home and somebody else would come in. And cause we were doing push to pain. They were, they were hit pretty hard. So we were doing a lot of push to pain. And then, you know, we could fix the side panels, the roofs and tops. We were pushed to paint or, or, you know, cause they couldn't get enough hoods, you know, they yeah. had to, they had to fix them. They couldn't order new one, enough new ones. So it's kind of a hybrid model, but, but, but we are, you know, we, we do not want to do retail. That's just not our business model. You know, we tried it. It, it, you know, it just, it just didn't work out for us. And we'd rather just get in, get out. And like I said, we'll, we'll stay with the body shop, um, as part of the, most of our body shops are dealer body shops. But again, I deal in, I deal in specifically in, in Michigan last year, you know, we got a relationship with the guys got eight body shops kind of spread out in that area. And they had, they've had hell every, every, you know, one storm or two storms in the last two, three years. So, we got a good relationship with him, but most of our stuff is just dealer and dealer on body shops. And yeah. we're just concentrating on the wholesale first. And then we help them work through their retail. Got it. You guys have any other thoughts for me before I wrap up the room, then head out to work. Um, again, I'll let you know, I'll let y'all know if I do this. So if you want to, I'll probably put podcasts out about it and things like that. If I decide to market directly against body shops, and make our service known as we are the first choice because we should be. They should come to us. If we can't do it, we should be able to to send it out to them. And again, I don't, Brooke, I don't, I don't deal with really hail hail at all. No, I, honestly, sure. and yeah. see, and, and we have two, we have two full service body shops. So my guys, I don't have three hundred techs in Wichita. You know, we have most of our guys aren't from Wichita. They travel, so we actually use local guys that we have a relationship with that have their own retail spot. You know, we'll have them come into our shop and, and do a and PDR for us. You know, we, you know, a couple of them I've trained and they've gone off and done their own retail. Yeah. But we have a good, I don't see them as a competitor. And, and here's what you got to think about is the PDR in a full service body shop is 5%, 10% of their business, right? Maybe, yeah. right? You know, so you're, you're not a big enough 
part of their business that they're going to feel threatened by you. Keep, you know, they'll understand what you want to do as long as you say, hey, if I have stuff I can't fix, I'm sending them to you, right? And you send them a couple customers like, hey, shit, Corey's all right. And then they'll do the same thing. They might have an in-house guy. They might have a guy, but he's not going to show up or he's going to be busy or he's going to be at the other body shop. But they'll probably say, hey, man, we got a, we got a heat case we need to fix. And, you know, just get that relationship open. And I don't think you're a big enough part of their business. And that was a dealer that, you know, that, that stole one of my guys. Yeah. He's like, you know, when, I said, man, you're taking you're taking 20 percent of my business and it's only 2 percent of your business. Yeah. Right? When you when you bring in PDR guys from neighboring areas to come do work for you do you do you take a cut well on the uh so on, on our body shop yeah it's, it's usually it's usually like a you know a 70 30 75 25 depending yeah. on the deal the, the tech the tech we get 70 in the body shop and you know that's a good thing you know if i can make 30 percent net yeah off of your work i'm i'm, I'm chilly you know, I, I'm my, I, I agree and, so and, my point is sorry to interrupt you my point is that customer should be coming to us and not to the body shop. How do I make that happen? How do I make him not like if I'm the, if I'm the guy that's two miles down the road from you, Brooke, how do I make that person come to my shop before they go to your shop? So I can make a hundred percent instead of 70%. And if I, I think well, if I, if I advertise direct against body shop saying, check with me first, that would up my chances. That's, that's my theory. It would, but it's it's also the same the same business model like a used car dealer, a strictly used car guy against a new car guy, right? A new car is going to get more for his products and services because he has the persona that he is a better, bigger professional. You know, it's they're they're, they're they automatically you know they're, they're, the perception is that they're professionals. You know, you're you're a small guy, got his little shop. Yep. I can get better service and better quality from the dealership. I'm not saying it's true, obviously, but right. I'm just saying yeah. that's, the that's the perception. So, so I, I, I would guess that what you would charge them walking in your shop is going to be the same. Your hundred percent would be the same as your 70% at the body shop. So for you, it, you'd probably be making the same money for the, the, the customer would save a little bit of money, but I don't know how you, I don't know how you, I don't know how you um, market that specifically, because if you just talk about price, was always the only thing plus again the perception is they they don't know right they don't know if they go to dealer the body shop i mean and i mean how many and here's the other thing since you know you're in that point how many people go into a dealer body shop with a door ding you know, so i think you're how, how I think many you're, I, a lot yeah okay lot. i mean just for one door ding or it, they they've scuffed the bumper and they have a door ding right yeah that's so the, i don't have i think your value that. proposition yeah yeah i mean I just don't know that anybody would take the time out of their day to go get one door to fix. I think it's part of another damage they've got, you know, somebody backed into their car and cracked their bumper and they've got three or four door dings. You know, maybe, maybe they don't, I don't know, but yeah. I'm just saying in my experience, they don't just usually come in and they have one door ding to fix. You know, now if their body shop, if their service says, Hey, you know, we've got a body shop over here. We can knock that out for you real quick while you're getting your oil changed, you know, whatever, but that's probably far and few between. I think your value proposition, you know, and it kind of goes with all this digital retailing stuff is, is speed and ease of use. You don't have to go to the body shop and sit down and, right. and wait for the guy to come out and then make an appointment and da da da. I can take care of you now. I can take care of you quickly. You know, I don't know if you're, if you're going to go to their place of work to do it outside. You know, I don't know what your, what your plan is, but, 
Right. So that that's what I would advertise. You know, I, I can come to you. I can get it done quick, fast, um, ease, easy. You know, everybody wants the easy button now, right? Yeah. And, and, and they're okay with contactless. They don't want to come sit down. That's the, that's the thing that goes for you is they don't want to sit down in a dealership. Right. Because they know somebody's going to try to sell them something. <laughs> yep. Right. So, so I wouldn't talk about price as much. I talk about I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, here's my qualifications, you know, 25 year tech, blah, blah, blah. But I can come to you. I, you can come in and get out, be fast. Nobody's going to sell you. It's, you know, it's, it's ease of service and, and, and easy on the customer and it's much faster. And that, that's would be the value proposition I would, I would, I would lean on. Yep. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Anybody else have anything to say on this topic before I wrap it up? I was going to say, too, you got to think of time consumption. If your marketing does work and you start getting all the cars that are mm-hmm. supposed to go to the body shop, you're going to be consuming your time a lot with, you know, turning people down or sending them elsewhere, too. Is that worth the reward of possibly getting a couple extra dents? That's true. Yeah, I'd have to I have to make a I'd have to have a system set up to send them to body shops and make a make a cut off of it for sure. That'd be the only way. Graham, you got something? Just, just basically, Graham, um, I think it was Brooke who was speaking then. I, I just sell a saving. I sell saving your time, saving your pain, saving your hassle. If I, if you can sell someone to come out to you, it's, it's an instant winner. If you can go to them, if they can sit at home, do their work, or play with the kids while the car's getting fixed on the driveway, it's a winner every time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Corey, do you have a GMB? Do you have a Google My Business account? Oh, oh of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so do you have a scheduler on there that they can schedule appointments with you through that? I don't right now because almost everything we do is mobile, and I haven't figured out a way to optimize that because I've turned that on before, and I had a customer book in one area, and then a customer book the next appointment forty five minutes away, and I was like, turn that shit off. Yeah, so yeah, so I think I think if you dive into that a little bit to where you're not on the phone with people trying to make appointments yes. while you're trying to work, systematize. If you, yeah, if you can, if you can kind of go through that and filter it out and make it work, yeah. and that way they're just setting appointments and it pops up on your phone. Great, I got appointment, appointment, appointment. You're not yeah. sitting there, you know, you're not you're not doing paperwork. Yeah, right? I'm, act- I'm actively working on that minutes. through our CRM system for people to book appointments direct on there and and basically like step one, put in their zip code. Step two, it pulls up the appropriate calendar where they can book and which days and times. So Monday between eight and twelve, and Thursday between twelve and two are the only choices you have. And then uh, I'm trying to work with a website guy to get that dialed in to make that possible because that would be fantastic. That's my goal. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, like I said, you know, the, the now they're having the, the the service models working good for some of these people like Ben Stock and stuff, where they they'll pick the people's cars up, they'll yep. bring them to the shop, they'll yep. service them, they'll drop back off at their house. So sure. I, I think there's there, you know, like like um, Graham said, you know, if you if you if your value proposition is I'll come to you, I'll come get your car. If I have to bring it inside, like whatever you make it easy for people and it's contactless and it's time, it's, it's time saving. The money is, is second or third. Like it's not a big deal. They, they, I'm assuming that they're going to think that you're going to be in the range or you're going to be a little cheaper because you're a single point and not a, a dealership. So I think that the, it's inherent that your value is already there price wise. You just need to, you need to push everything else that you can do that they can. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm going to wrap it up, guys, unless you guys have something else to do because i got to head out to work here. Actually fix some dents for, bo- for body shop. question, Corey. Do you, do you, do you, uh, do you uh, are you direct repair with any, any insurances? No. So that that's another thing you can look at. Yeah, um, for sure. Is, you know, get some, 
goal is to go to some of your bigger, you know, agents or even a guy you know that has a, a decent size uh, agency, and just talk to him and say, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. How how can that work for you if it can?" And you know, they're always looking to save their people money and add value to their people. So that might be something that you can you can turn on that maybe you're not an officially approved through State Farm National, but your local agent is going to send you all his people that's got some deals. Oh, well, I guess the second part I have, but the first part I don't. I'm not officially recognized DRP, whatever. But yeah, I have people that, you know, send me stuff because it's better for the customer and it's better for the insurance company. Right. So they're like, call this dude that I know. Um, but that nothing official outside of that. So we're, I'd work those guys. I'd work those guys. Work yeah. your independent shops, you know, and, and your and your you know standalone used car guys that don't have body shops. No doubt. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for hopping on, man. All right, appreciate you guys. See this you is gonna be out. What's that? I just said see you, everybody. It was fun. Yeah, see you guys. We'll be back next week. I'll, I'll throw this out as a podcast <clears throat> podcast episode if anybody wants to listen to it. Later, guys. Okay, there's my thoughts. <laughs> um, I'll let you know if I do it. I don't know if we if we will or we're gonna put some more thought into whether or not we um, end up going down that path about directly competing with body shops. So uh, again, whole different way to look at it, whole different way to go about it. Um, reach out to me, message me if you guys have any thoughts on that and you weren't able to join in on the clubhouse call. Um, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.